Just before we start, I'm just going to invite Nicola up to share the scripture that we'll be reading today. So I'm reading from Luke 19, verses 1 to 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Nicola. So we're gonna be reading and going through Luke 19 today. So if you have your Bibles, do get them out as we go on a journey together. We all here and we've probably all had years that have been different. Maybe today we've come with lots of different emotions. Some, you may have had some expected loss, unexpected loss and grief. And some may have had a successful year and today your prayer is that this year would be the same. But wherever you find yourselves today, I want you to come on this journey with me as we look into scripture and as we see practically in how we can build the kingdom of God in our ordinary lives. As a young mum of two, I know how crazy life can get. It gets busy and full of things to do. And sometimes it just feels like I have to put brushing my teeth in the diary to have time. So this does feel overwhelming, but it's also exciting as we journey together and build the kingdom of God with him at our side. So today, as we look at Zacchaeus, his life, let's look for the practical steps and ways in which we can build the kingdom of God. Zacchaeus was a wealthy man. He lived in the most beautiful land. He was famous. And you could say he had it all. We all know those people. A lot of Instagram stories. But there's always a but, isn't there? There's always someone that doesn't like you. And for Zacchaeus, it was the Jews. The Jews didn't like him. He was a, a traitor to them because he was a tax collector. But there's something about Zacchaeus' story that I just feel there's gold in this journey that he takes to a life of radical faith. In his choosing to look upon Jesus' face, to seek to see. And he doesn't just stop there, he runs past his limitations to serve the God. And he doesn't just stop there. He invests in the kingdom of God. 
His story may have painted a narrative that it wasn't worthy to serve God, but he didn't and he chose to run and seek after him. So let's go to our first few verses again. It'll come up on the screen. Luke 19, verse three. It says, he was seeking to see who Jesus was. And that's the same question that I wanna ask you today. Who are you seeking to see this year? What are you seeking to see this year? My daughter loves the song, My Lighthouse. Has anybody heard of it, Rent Collective? Um, it's a great song. My daughter will come up in a minute. Um, you can have a little look at her cute face. And she loves singing this song. And I would say every few days she'll sing this song. And one day she changed the lyrics. And instead of saying, shining in the darkness, I will follow you, she said, shaving in the darkness, I will follow you. We're all singing along with her. But, and it was funny. But those words just wouldn't get out of my head or my heart. And I really felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, Leah, you're doing life in the dark. I'd, I'd been going through a tough season and a year yesterday, my mum sadly passed away with cancer. And this year has been a journey of shock and realisation of what's no longer there and the grief and the pain that rips us open in those hard times. And I'm sure we've all been there. We've all lost and had bad news. But in this story, in the light of Jesus that he offers us, we have something else to gaze upon. And I just felt like God was echoing that word again to you. Don't fix your eyes in the dark or try to fix your life in the dark, but fix your eyes upon Jesus because that's where you will find healing. And I know it's easy to say, isn't it? But there's plenty of times in the Bible where we see people trying to seek out the wrong things in life that ends to destruction and betrayal. And Zacchaeus wasn't an innocent man. He didn't always seek the face of Jesus. In fact, he did the opposite and he was known and his job was to seek the face of money as a tax collector. And we see in Genesis 11, the people who strove to, to build a tower and they wanted fame and they seeked the face of fame. And we see in Matthew 26, Judah seeking the face of money and greed and in the end betrayed his friend Jesus. But it doesn't stop there, does it? Because in Matthew 7, verse 7, it says, if we seek Jesus, we will find him. And it says, when we knock, the door will be opened. It's not gonna leave us standing there without him. And we see with the woman that has the issue of blood, she's chasing after him desperately for healing. And he doesn't leave her dry. He heals her completely. And in Acts 2, we see the disciples so desperate for the Holy Spirit to come so that Jesus is revealed and he comes abundantly. And then there's times in our life when it's hard, where we don't see Jesus at all and we deny is even there. But that doesn't stop Jesus either. He often comes in the Bible 
uninterrupted. He goes into people's spaces, like the woman at the well that was going for water. She wasn't seeking anything else other than her daily needs. She was seeking to be hidden, seeking for just provision for that day. And Jesus met her there. He provided more than she could ever imagine because he seeks us first. So as we go on in the scripture, we see Judas could have been stopped by the crowd. It says he couldn't see Jesus because of the crowd. How many times have we stopped the crowd before we get to Jesus? How many times do we look at the crowd and, and then cave in because of comparison? Or maybe you feel like an imposter in the crowd, like you shouldn't be there. And you listen to those voices instead of the voice that one is calling you loved and known and seen. The crowd can be a hard place, can't it? It's a place where we dislike ourselves the most. Sometimes we have to push past the crowd to get to the truth. And maybe for some of us here today, the crowd has been the narrative of your life. You've followed the crowd and the crowd's voices more than you have followed the voice of Jesus. So it's a challenge, but there's also grace because Zacchaeus was a man that wasn't always seeking Jesus. And then secondly is seek to run. In verses three, we see that as he was trying to see Jesus and he couldn't because he was small, that was his limitation. It says he couldn't because he was small. Our limitations get us, don't they? It's not just the voice of the crowd. And I have a funny story to tell. I'm not a runner by all means. I hate exercise, I hate mornings. And I'm also just very like creative. And this weekend I was going on a retreat um, with um, a bunch of people from my work and 30 plus vicars, which Johnny Stevens was one of those people. And he kindly gave me a lift and on the way I said, I brought my running gear. Bearing in mind, I didn't have running shoes and I've never run before, but I just said it anyway. But by the end of that day, I had a few people that wanted to run with me. So 6 a.m. came, we woke up, two minutes in, I'm like, this is amazing. I've got my new calling. This is great. And then the burn happened. And then my legs started to feel jelly. And then I wanted to give up. And because I'm a drama queen, I was dying. I was having an asthma attack. I was probably just having a panic attack. I had, I'd lost control and the people that was running with me were so far ahead and I had no way out. And then all of a sudden, I heard these steps and it was like, it sounded like thousands upon thousands of steps, but that's an exaggeration. But I looked around and with my horror, there was like 150 sheep bolting for me. <laughs> and there was nowhere to go. There was a barbed wire fence, both sides of me, and mud this thick. Probably not. But it was black, and all I had was my white new trainers on. It was new. I had saved, and I just went straight into this mud. And thankfully, the sheep did steer off, and we laughed about it after. But my point is, we all have limitations. We can't all be runners. We can't all be great dancers, and that I'm not. And we can't all do the things we want to do. And same for Zacchaeus. He was small. That wasn't going to change. But he had a choice to make, and as do we. We have a choice to push past our limitations to seek a new opportunity in seeing God. 
Our limitations can be an opportunity to see God in a new way, whether that's our limitations of sadness and trauma. And as I was sharing, grief can be a limitation when you don't wanna get out of bed in the morning, when your mood seems so low, you never think you're gonna get back up again. And limitations aren't bad. And I think sometimes we paint that picture, don't we, of that being a negative. But in fact, it can be the very thing that pushes us forward to what is true. And in this, it's Jesus. He is our hope and we do not need to stay in our limitations. And just as Zacchaeus is doing, he's moving forward. And I feel that's a word for us in the new year, that will we be brave enough to move forward and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, despite what we're going through. It says in Hebrews um, 12, verse one to two, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight, every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race of God has set before us, fixing our eyes on the perfecter of faith. I don't know where you find yourself today and where your limitations are. Maybe it is that you are needing forgiveness. But I just really believe that today is a day that you can access freedom as you walk out of your limitation into an opportunity to seek Jesus face to face. And Zacchaeus is on the top of the tree in verse five and six of this passage in Luke 19. And he gets to a position where now he's seen and Jesus has clocked him. But he, he then goes into a posture of listening. He's not just seeing anymore, he's listening. And for me, I know this is a real important part of our faith and transformation when we go from a place of looking at who Jesus is for us and maybe going to church and see what it's like, seeing what the people are like, to then choosing to live out your faith. It's in the listening where this happens. For me, I found myself at 17 years old, like Zacchaeus. I was seeking out who Jesus was. And I was working in a salon. I left home at 15 years old because my childhood was a bit rocky, as some of us are, you know, we know this already in our own lives. And it was turbulent and it didn't feel safe. And so I had to make the decision to leave and then became homeless. But in that time, there was a woman called Joanne and Joanne was an amazing person and years before this even happened, she was one person that would listen, that would be a shoulder to cry on, who would believe in me and she would tell me about the love of Jesus. And one day that, that listening and that encouragement became an invitation and I went to the church for the first time and I sat in the back of a Pentecostal church. As you can imagine, I was probably really frightened, and I was. And at this moment, I heard Jesus for myself. And it was kind of like a voice I'd already known, but I'd just not recognized it. And I realized actually it was always there. And that's when my journey started, when I chose to say yes 
despite the mess I was in, I invited him into my life. And maybe you're here today and that is your story too. Maybe this is your first time listening in to the gospel message. And I'd say it's fully worth it. And God is running after you just as much as you are seeking him. And just a little one line on the end of this point is that the grumblers, the people in the crowd that dislike you, the voices that tell you you are not enough, they're gonna do it whether you decide to win and run the race or whether you don't and fail. Those voices are still gonna be out there. So I just wanna encourage us today just to do it anyway and listen to the Father God. And Zacchaeus, what is so profound about his story is that he is a man that wants to listen to God, but he also wants to give his whole self. And there's a story of worship in this as well as he lays down his life. And he, he moves on this journey of listening and then giving everything he has. And he, it says in verses eight to nine that he gave half of his goods to the poor and then restored the rest that he had taken. Our investment is our worship. And our worship and investment goes beyond ourselves. It goes into the other people's lives that need love, hope, who need a little bit of encouragement. I think of Jo and how she invested in my life and she listened and she encouraged. Without that invitation, I wouldn't be here today. It's just one invitation. It's just one seed. And as we go into Luke, more so in the 11 chapter, I mean 11 and to 13 verses, we see the parable that Jesus tells. And it's about a noble man. He became king and he wanted to leave his servants with a few pounds. So when he got back, they would have invested and he would have more. And, but some of them don't do that. A few of them do, but one of them doesn't because they're afraid. They're afraid of it all going wrong. And in my basket today, I have a few practical items um, just to articulate what I want to say about this last bit of the verse. Because I think it's what we have in our hands that we invest with. We don't go out to buy our investment. We use what God has already given us and that's what Zacchaeus did. He gave out of his own wealth. And I was thinking, uh, my first item is a photo of family. Prayer. You know, how do we invest in the people that we do life with? And I know family can be hard work. I'm from a very dysfunctional family, so I know it's hard. But how are we praying? I've got my husband's wallet. Um, I trust that you won't take it. But how are we investing our money, our finances into the kingdom of God? Sometimes we can play down or make it a cliche that we give money for the kingdom, but it's a huge thing. I can remember being a young girl, if it wasn't someone paying for my food or paying for my rent that month, I wouldn't have got by. 
And thirdly, is my key to my house. I'm giving it all today. <laughs> um, how are we using our home to be hospitable and to be loving and giving with our time? I mentioned a while ago that, um, that I also was homeless and it was this family that took me in. It was the vicar that lent a room. It was in that that I found the love of God as well, because it's hope is sometimes seen through people's actions in our life. And lastly is a baby grow, which is, you can all say R2. Um, this is my son's baby grow, and this re represents grief in our life. Represents grief, because often we can think sorrow has no place in building the kingdom of God, but it does. And God sometimes challenges us to be brave in our, in our grief and sorrow. And five years ago, actually yesterday, my son would have been five. And I share this story because when I was halfway through my pregnancy with Reuben, um, I started to bleed. And so I had to go to the A&E and I was there for hours. And I wasn't allowed to go in the labour ward because I was only under 25 weeks. And so I was there and it was the fourth hour and this beautiful girl comes in and she gets seen straight away and I could see that she was pregnant. So in that, a rage filled my heart and I walked, I stormed out of the hospital doors and I sat on a bench. And in that, a woman came to sit next to me. She says, are you okay? And I said, no, because I think my baby's dying and no one will listen to me. And with that, she said, well, um, it was my daughter that got seen first. And that was the person I was angry with. Um, it was a bit awkward. <laughs> but with that, I was able to cool down. And I, when I eventually got seen, and I was in the cubicle, and I could see these two people that I've just met. And I felt like the Holy Spirit say, go and pray for them. And I thought, no, I couldn't possibly. I was embarrassed of my actions. And then he said it again, will you go and pray for them? So off I went and I said, could I please pray for you? And then they told me more of their story and I was able to pray for her baby. And 20 weeks later, she had a healthy newborn and beautiful. But 20 weeks later, my baby died at eight days old. And why I share this is because our investment in our sorrow still builds the kingdom of God. And I didn't do that in my own strength. I didn't want to do it because I was hurt. But when we go forward in our sorrow, in our grief, in our joy, wherever we find ourselves, whatever we have in our hands, whether that's lots of money, no money, we have something to bring. And it's enough you don't need to search the world for the perfect gift for Jesus. It already belongs to you. So I encourage you today to use what the Lord has given you, what he's put in your hands already, and build the kingdom of God with it. And seek to run this year, to chase him down, to not get stopped by the crowd's voices or the busyness of the crowd or your own limitations but run anyway, 
because you won't regret it. I actually have a picture of me running after a sheep when it comes up. There we go. This was taken not long ago because I really felt I didn't actually chase the sheep. All animals were safe here. But it was more to say that sometimes we have to run after what our most fears are. What makes us more fearful sometimes in joy, we have to run after it anyway. Because often the things that once scared us and chased us down are the things that God is calling us into. So today, as you go out, I just want to pray for you. And I want to pray that God would give you encouragement in this time and comfort in your sorrow, but also challenge you to build the kingdom of God.